Leonard Bernstein's legacy is going to be celebrated in a program this uh, coming, well, March 25th, so that's next week, at uh, 7.30 at Birmingham First United Methodist Church on Maple Road in Birmingham. And hosting will be Jamie Bernstein, who is Leonard Bernstein's daughter, an author, a narrator, filmmaker, uh, who has transformed a lifetime of loving music into a career of sharing her knowledge and excitement with others, and she'll do so at this event. Jamie, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be you, here. You wrote a, a memoir called Famous Father Girl, and I can only imagine uh, what that experience was like growing up in a household when your dad is Leonard Bernstein. I, I'm not sure who comes over for dinner, but I'm imagining most of them could play. What, 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 what was some of that like? Well, uh, this is uh, why I wrote a book about it, because there was so much to, to tell. Uh, the dinner guests were not necessarily musicians, but they did tend to be in the arts. And pretty early in the book, like on about page six, I have the sentence, let the name dropping begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll bet. Because there were a lot of illustrious people. But you know, when you're a little kid, you don't know who your parents' friends are. They're right. just your parents' friends. And so I had no idea that that I was, you know, in the same room with all these, you know, the, these incredibly important people in 20th century culture. So well, you want me to name drop? Sure, drop a few. <laughs> Why <Sure>. not? <laughs> okay. Well, my father's own collaborators were so extraordinary. Steve Sondheim and yeah. Jerome Robbins and Lillian Hellman, the playwright, and... I mean, just right there, I could go on and on. But mm. other friends of his included people like uh, Richard Avedon, the photographer, yeah. and Mike Nichols, the wow. director wow. on Broadway. This is a very New cinema. York. This is a very New York dinner party. I'm just uh, noting it here. Was so New York, you're yeah. right. We were a New York in those days was was the real cultural epicenter in yeah. in uh, our. Not just in the U.S., but really internationally. So it was a pretty exciting place to grow up, yes. I th it sounds fascinating. And I know your, your program is about much more than that, but I, I just want to follow up with something on that. I don't know how old you were relative to your dad's career. Um, did he write West Side Story? Did West Side Story come out when you were young or, or afterwards? Or what was your kind of exposure uh, to that? I was really young. I was about when he was writing it and uh -huh. I guess when it came out on Broadway I was about five in fact I was so young that I was not taken to see it I was going to ask if he if he if he let you see it yeah so yeah, how old how old were you when you finally saw it and was there part of you that said dad <laughs> wow <laughs> what what were you hiding from me well yeah we had the cast album to listen to on our funny little record player my brother and I this was before our sister was born. So it was just Alexander and I in our little shared bedroom, and we had this funny little record player, and we played the, the cast album all the time. Mm. So we knew the music by heart. But mm. I didn't see it till I was about seven, which was when the Broadway show had already left Broadway and gone on the road, and it toured all around the U.S., and then it came back to Broadway for a while, and that was when I saw it. And at that point, I was seven. But, you know, the penny didn't really drop for me with West Side Story until the movie came out Yeah. in 1961 or 62. And by then, I was like nine or ten, and I was the right age for it. 
And when I saw the movie, I went crazy, and I went back and saw it so many times, and that was when I really really latched on to West Side Story. Yeah. Jamie, I grew up on your dad's Young People's Concerts. Uh, for those oh, who don't great. know, those were fascinating. All through the 60s, I want to say like once a month, your dad would conduct uh, a classical music, uh, usually like on a Tuesday night, and he would take the time to explain it to people my age at the time what the, the music was all about. It was my first introduction to anything classical, and I just thought that was a fascinating series. He must have taken so much pride in that. You know, it was pretty much his favorite thing to do. The thing about my dad was that he was a compulsive teacher. Everything he did really had the same sense of grabbing you by the sleeve and saying, listen to this, I'm so excited about this, I have to share it with you. And you could feel that coming out of him no matter what he was doing. He could be, you know, rehearsing an orchestra or doing the young people's concert or telling a good Jewish joke (laughs) or whatever it was. It had that same quality of, I have to share this with you. And that's what made him such a good teacher. And that's why he was great at the young people's concert. And he got such a kick out of writing his own scripts and and delivering these hour-long concerts on TV. And, you know, he turned millions of people, young and old, into music fans uh, because it wasn't just the kids who were watching. Back in those days, it was, you, as you may recall, most households had one screen <laughs> yep. in the living room and everybody of that, all generations that's in the right. sat down together to watch yeah. one, you know, the thing together. So when I, I love talking to young people about my dad today, and I always tell them this, and I say, so how many screens do you have in your house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to count all the, you know, not just the TVs, but the, the, the laptops, the monitors, and the, and the tablets, and the phones, and, you know, everybody's got a million screens. But back then, everybody watched the same thing together. And, and as yeah. a result, these young people's concerts had a gigantic impact Oh, and they um, were all live, many, too. They yeah. were all, and I would be so afraid that somebody would make a mistake, but they never did. It was great. <laughs> it was great. They, they, they made mistakes. Just, yeah, as if you would know, Kevin, at <laughs> exactly. seven. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, on that diminished chord, yeah. uh, the <laughs> oboe was a slightly <laughs> off. <laughs> it all sounded good. <laughs> yeah. We're talking to Jamie Bernstein, who was yeah. the daughter of Leonard Bernstein. Uh, again, I, this event, Saturday, March 25th, uh, in Birmingham. Tell us about... The event, you can't possibly pack all of your dad's music and legacy into one thing. So what's the focus? Okay, yes, you're so right. I mean, there's so much to choose from, but there's going to be a wonderful, uh, you know, potpourri or a little, just a little group of of my father's uh, works, just this and that from all different things. There will be some choral stuff and, and some orchestral stuff and it will be sort of chambery. It, it will really be delightful. And it will give me an opportunity to uh, explain a bit about who my dad was and, and how the music that the audience is listening to reflects who my dad was. So I think it will be a really beautiful evening. Really Fantastic. Fun. Well, I, you're going to bound to get a big crowd because from, unless I'm reading this wrong, it says it's free to the public. And uh, those words in Detroit are very, very important. (laughs) Free to the public. Uh, It would be huge. I think it'll be great. And and I'm thrilled it's free. And my father would have been thrilled, too. Because really what he wanted more than anything was just to 
get his music out there and however that would happen. So well, consider that consider it. that uh, mm-hmm. that that dream uh, come true. Uh, the music is out there, and you can see it even more at the Birmingham First United Methodist Church. It's on Maple Road in Birmingham. It's seven thirty Saturday, March twenty fifth. The concert is free to the public, uh, but I would contact them there at 248-646-1200, 248-646-1200, and make sure you have a ticket waiting for you because I'm sure the seats mm-hmm. will go quickly. Jamie, it's a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your trip here to Michigan. I can't wait. It's going to be great fun and very fun to talk to you, too. My pleasure. Jamie Bernstein here on 760 WJR.